Kathy's Fairyland from An Easter Lily. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Melissa Perry. An Easter Lily by Amanda Minnie Douglas. Kathy's Fairyland. Oh dear. And Kathy Alston closed her book with a sigh. If there only were real fairies, if one could wish for things and have it. Then she looked around the room. It was altogether unlike an enchanted palace. A faded and well-worn carpet, cane seat chairs, the chintz cover on the lounge worn at the edges, two or three old-fashioned pictures, and two women, who should have been fairy princesses, instead. And just then it came to Kathy with renewed force, how very hard their life was her mother sewing wearily day after day to lengthen out their scant income and poor pale aunt ruth never strong enough to make any great exertion in the way of working if she only had a magic lamp to rub or a purse in which open it often as she might she would find a piece of gold what splendid things she could do for her mother and aunt ruth and rob and freddie but she was only a little girl and could not do anything. Kathy, her mother said presently, you must go to the store, and now it is so dark you will not have time to run up to Mrs. Grayson's. Kathy started. Why, the clock was striking five, and the room was already in a haze of twilight. She had been reading just an hour and a half. Twice her mother had spoken to her about going to Mrs. Grayson's, and she had intended to after she read just that page and so she had gone on and on. "'Can't I do it in the morning, Mama? she asked soberly, a little troubled in her conscience. "'No, it would make you late for school. I'll go this evening. Run to the store now, and remember all the things I tell you. Look if you see the boys, and call them in.' Her mother's tired and tender voice touched her, for Kathy had a warm, generous heart. "'Oh, Mama!" I wish I was a fairy for your sake. And Kathy clasped her arms around her mother's neck, kissing her fondly in a repentant mood. There are many kinds of fairies, Mrs. Alston said. They don't all live in enchanted palaces. Then she gave Kathy the basket and some money and repeated the list of articles she needed. The little girl trudged along in the cold, thinking of all the wonderful things that might be done if one had the power and then wondered what her mother meant by saying there were different kinds of fairies. Of course, no one really believed in them, charming as the stories were. Money could do a great many things that seemed almost like magic. But she had no money, perhaps never would have. Little girls couldn't earn any, and women never became rich. When Rob and Freddie grew to be men, but that was a long way off. There was a bright little star twinkling up in the sky. It looked so oddly at her out of its one golden eye that she couldn't help saying, Oh, you lovely fairy star! And somehow, it seemed as if the fairies were not all dead. But she was at the store before she knew it, went in and made her purchases, and started for home, watching the same beautiful star until she came in sight of the cottage. Then she drew a long breath of dismay. Mama had put a little tin pail in the bottom of the basket and told her to leave it at the baker's going 
and stop for it coming back oh dear sighed kathy i ought to have a fairy named memory and for an instant she felt tempted to cry should she go home first or carry the heavy basket back to the baker's back to the baker's said the star though i think it was a fairy inside of the little girl called conscience it will teach me a lesson for i am heedless and she turned round instantly then at the baker's she had to take nearly all of the things out of the basket and afterward she hurried home to make up for lost time how quick you have been her mother said with a smile kathy like other children was sometimes given to loitering did you see the boys oh i forgot mamma but i didn't see them nor hear them i'll go look for them looking for the boys was one of kathy's hardships it wasn't pleasant to go out in the cold and hunt round for them the star up in the blue sky seemed to challenge her to a race and in a few seconds she had reached the hill where the boys coasted rob knew it wasn't supper time and didn't want to come in she took freddie by the hand and then charlie darrell wanted her to try just once on his new christmas sled but she declined cheerfully though it was something of a struggle to put the temptation by rob soon followed them i mean to tease mother to let me go out again to-night he exclaimed all the boys will be there rob kathy said with her heart in her throat i wish you'd do something partly for me instead what rather crossly mamma will have to go to mrs grayson's this evening and i wish you would go with her it will make the walk seem shorter and it is my fault for i read in my fairy book this afternoon when i should have gone bother i wish you'd attend to your own business i'm very sorry rob with an effort you may have my paint-box on the first rainy day rob said nothing then and ate his supper rather soberly afterward kathy proposed washing the dishes so that her mother might go immediately mrs alston looked pleased and put on her shawl i'm going along so that no one will run away with you rob announced with an assumption of manliness are you oh thank you then freddie thought he ought to go though the warm room and the warm tea had made him look rather sleepy besides he was too small a boy to take such a tramp after supper i'll put you to bed and tell you a story kathy whispered as the others went away kathy hated washing dishes but she went at it cheerfully now it was surprising how soon she seemed to get through then she brushed up the room drew aunt ruth's chair up to the table for she was an almost helpless invalid and found all her sewing materials fred was nodding in the corner by this time and was rather cross when she roused him but by the time she had him snugly tucked in bed he remembered the story she wrapped a shawl around her and commenced in a bright happy voice why you're almost a fairy yourself fred said pleasantly and a warm glow came to her face as she recalled her mother's words she couldn't transport them all to an elegant palace she could not surround them with luxury not have servants come at her call but she began to think of the real fairies there were in the world love to begin with a spirit who was tender patient self-sacrificing never cross when things went wrong 
never indolent when others around could be saved any toil or burden oh she said with a sigh i can never be such a fairy and she felt very humble but i will try to do a little what are you looking for aunt ruth said as she entered the sitting-room rob told mamma his mittens wanted mending and i thought i could do it and so she did darning very well for a little girl and she was very glad the next morning when she heard rob remind mamma that she had forgotten all about his mittens rob came home in a state of felicity i had a splendid talk with dick grayson he said and he isn't half so proud as the boys make out although he does go to the academy he asked me to come over some evening and oh kathy he has such lots of books and a little study all by himself where he reads and tries experiments and his father is so pleasant and kind mrs grayson praised me for not letting mamma go out alone and i wanted to tell her that it was your thought not mine i ought to do it always and kathy i shall not want the paints at least not for pay you can have them to paint your boat she rejoined yielding of her own free will a point that she had refused rob several times your darling exclaimed rob boy fashion she took a long look at the star before she went to bed did it never get tired shining steadily on and on didn't it want to go to some other place or do something else become a sun a moon for instance as any little boy or girl would in its place god wanted it just to shine and it did its duty and he wanted her to be a helpful little girl or else he would have given her a beautiful house plenty of servants and plenty of money and nothing to do there were princesses in the fairy stories who had everything they called for but the real fairies ran to and fro did as they were bidden and never complained of the hard work and a little while ago she was wishing to be a fairy one of the working kind it must be kathy did not forget her resolves the next morning i don't mean you to think that she did everything without a bit of trouble and that it was easy for her to give up her own wishes and pleasures sometimes it seemed very hard and it was difficult to think in time even when she was quite willing to perform a good action but she remembered the star going on and on and prayed for strength for love instead of wishing for idle things no one can ever have but one day a long while after this something just like a fairy story did happen to kathy coming home from school she found a tall foreign-looking gentleman in the sitting-room talking very familiarly to her mother and aunt ruth cousin robert they called him and then kathy remembered the stories she had heard of cousin robert going to china years and years ago he took her up on his knee and studied her face what a charming little fairy you are he said kissing her and the warm color came to her cheeks i think i shall spirit you away to a palace i am going to have and if your mother and aunt ruth ever want to see you again they must come too it wasn't a palace exactly but a delightful home and cousin robert insisted upon their sharing it with him as he was all alone in the world mrs alston grew young and rosy again when relieved from the necessity of constant toil and aunt ruth always sweet and patient enjoyed many things in the new life but kathy gave a wonderful charm to the household she did not forget the lessons she had learned in adversity 
and I think she proved a fairy to many outside of her home circle. Rob and Fred always thought her the dearest little body in the world. End of Kathy's Fairyland